Dane Brugler, and you're listening to Talking Pigskin. Welcome to Talking Pigskin. This is Dane. Hey Dane, it's Jerry McKeon from the Talking Pigskin Podcast. How are you? I am fantastic, but I can't lie, I'm a little blown away as I'm looking at this breaking news with OBJ. As a Cleveland guy, I am pretty stoked about this. Yeah, I'm, I would imagine you are. Born and raised right, in uh, in Ohio, correct? That's it. I'm kind of blown away that it, uh, that's all it took was the first, third, and peppers. I mean, I would have I would have started at any asking price would have had to start with two ones. Uh, I don't know. The Giants basically, they were ready for a divorce, and they took the best possible offer, because that's, I'm just, I'm surprised that's all it took to get them. I agree, I couldn't agree more, actually. My co-host to my right here, Mike the Jag, he, uh, he just finished saying, as soon as the news broke, right as we, uh, we started recording, what, what did it take? Two, two ones? What? You know, and then we see it, one, a third, and Jabril, and it's like, okay, that was easy, like. Almost reminiscent of the Pittsburgh uh, trade earlier, where it seemed like they were just ready to wash their hands of the player. Yeah, I, I know, grossly different with a third and a fifth, right? But right, right. I mean, a little bit of a changing of the guard here, uh, at least on paper. With uh, the Steelers, uh, Antonio Brown's gone. With John Bell's about to sign somewhere else, and here are the Browns making moves. And I tell you, that's uh, that's some type of offense that they're uh, they're putting together. And so, I mean. Good on John Dorsey. I mean, I have known John a long time, and he is a guy that is uh, not shy about uh, doing whatever it takes to win. Uh, he is not going to be conservative. Uh, he's going to go for it, and probably the perfect example, the best example, maybe we've seen since he's been a general manager. So just a awesome, awesome move, on, at least on paper. Uh, we'll see how you know it plays out on Sundays, but uh, Cleveland's going to be uh, – Cleveland's going to be a team that we're going to be talking about quite a bit here in the next uh, uh, you know, six Absolutely. months or so until the start of the season. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he wasn't worried about the criticism last year taking Baker number one. Um, I loved it because I got proven right and won a little, won a little draft night uh, gambling money. <laughs> um, there you go. But, yeah, Dorsey definitely is it, primed to make his decision in the fight like, the definitive thing and, and go forward with it. And if he's wrong, then he's wrong, but he ain't afraid of being wrong. If you ask me. No, and that's, you can't play scared or, you know, you can't, uh, you know, have a hold a GM position and, you know, be conservative. I mean, John's already been a GM of one franchise and, you know, he was like, go. he knows this is it. This is his final shot to, you know, have something. And, uh, he's going for it. Hey, good for him. Uh, good yeah. for the Browns. Good for the city of Cleveland. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. And so, yeah, I, from a strictly football sense, you know, it, 
obviously it, it makes uh, makes that offense even more potent. But you know, I I think you do have to wonder about the locker room and how that's all you know the whole dynamics going to work. But with Jarvis Landry right there that. in that locker room, I think that you know there's a lot of strong uh, personalities in that locker room. But with Jarvis Landry there, I think that'll you know kind of help things. Yeah. Uh, and so you know that that might be the glue that OBJ needs to uh, you know so it won't be an issue in Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. There is a, you're you're right. There are a lot of alphas there, but I mean, I don't know who's happier right now, Baker or Jarvis. I mean, Jarvis has yeah. been campaigning or campaigning to reunite with his, you know, LSU uh, former teammate for quite a quite some time now. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, they they go back uh, a ways, and so that's it's, it's just gonna be fun. Yeah, it's watch, exciting. Watch these guys, definitely yeah, a little yeah, derailed much. right now. <laughs> with Freddie Kitchen taking over the reins as head coach, uh, I mean, you can you know him right now. He is probably sitting there. He's sitting in somewhere. He's got a beer in his hand, yeah. and he is just going over the offensive plays that they're going to put together with this uh, offensive personnel. I mean, it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. So, I mean, I, I think it's realistic to talk about the Browns as possibly being the favorites of that division uh, going into the year. As an early pick, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I like the hot take, Dane. Hot nice take. hot take. Hot take number one. I love it. Um, well, I mean, let's look at it. Ravens. Uh, yeah, they won the division last year, or, you know, they would, with Lamar Jackson, you know, you feel good about, uh, you know, where that offense is headed, but they took some hits on defense. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how Lamar Jackson, year two, what kind of step he takes. Uh, you know, the Bengals are, I, I don't, I, I think they're 8-18. Eight eight, uh, and then the Steelers, who knows what they're going to look like without Antonio Brown. We know what they look like without Le'Veon Bell, but James Conner's still there. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I, I'm not going to blame anybody who uh, picks the Browns to win that division next year. Right. Wow, huh? that's, yeah. That's, that puts a, a smile on my face just to see, just to see a team turn around like that. And I think that this is yeah. the, the, the first time that there's been a talented a, a roster in Cleveland as there's been on both sides of the ball with Vernon coming into town. Uh, that defensive line with 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 Garrett and Vernon now is formidable. Even losing Jamie Collins at linebacker, there's still significant talent. I think Denzel Ward's going to be a great cornerback for at least the next five years, and that offense is beginning to develop into something formidable. Uh, Baker Mayfield has every bit of moxie that you want, and to put a guy like Odell Beckham, there, there's really nothing stopping them. And I think that they just became a playoff team today. It's 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 interesting to think. Well, and they were so close last year. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just you give Baker a full year under his belt now and a full off season to, uh, you know, really acclimate himself to not only the NFL, but that offense. Uh, you know, Freddie Kitchens is your head coach. Yep. Uh, you know, the, the stink of Hugh Jackson is fully gone. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, sign me up for, for uh, with, with the Browns. If, if the Browns were a stock, I am buying uh, all I pos- all the stock that I possibly can. Hurry up and buy. Because yeah, it's, it's exciting for uh, Brown fans, and I tell you what, the Browns are going to be uh, must be TV when uh, whoever mm, yep. they're playing. Yep, and I bet you the Vegas odds have already changed on them. So. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and that's, that tells you everything you need to know because uh, you know Beckham is a uh, that, that's sort of talent that he is. Uh, yeah. I mean, he is the type of talent that changes. Not, there are not only so many players in the NFL outside of quarterbacks that drastically uh, can drastically make an impact on your team and talking about the wins and the loss columns, OBJ is one of those guys. He can 
change, uh, th- those two win, uh, the, those two columns, wins and losses. So, uh, big day for Cleveland. I mean, at least on paper. We'll see how this plays out. But if you're a Browns fan, it's hard not oh, to be You're through excited. the roof. You're through the roof. Absolutely. Easily. Yeah, there's not a there's not a single Browns fan out there that's that's upset right now. Um, no. And no. that's probably the most we've ever spent on OBJ on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Or the Cleveland Browns. Or the, well, maybe not the Cleveland Browns, because we're, we're all high on Baker. Absolutely, we are. Um, okay, so uh, that that uh, breaking news kind of took us off uh, kilter a little bit. I, I wanted to make a point to start off with uh, with thanking you uh, profusely for joining us tonight. That's uh, really awesome, unexpected. Um, personally... I want to thank you for all your hard work over the years, the content that you uh, you provide through the podcast, the mock drafts, uh, especially the draft guides. Um, I alluded to it earlier, but that's definitely uh, won me some money with uh, draft games on draft night and, and future bets and whatnot. So much obliged, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm happy uh, I could do it. Glad you guys uh, could have me on. It's, uh, it's the best time of year to talk about uh, draft prospects and just kind of set the table uh, for what the draft's going to look like. And, you know, my focus is not necessarily to be 100% right on draft day, but I want to be right, you know, two, three years from now when these guys are established NFL players. So, you know, it's just, it's a grind to, uh, you know, do as much digging as possible. And, you know, there's thousands and thousands of players to look at uh, over the course of a year and then narrow it down to, you know, a, a couple hundred that are going to get drafted and, so it's a uh, it's a process of one that I, I love with this, it, it just you know an undying passion that uh, I really enjoy doing. So happy that we can talk about it. We're absolutely happy to have you, and it's definitely evident in the content that you provide uh, that you are without a doubt passionate uh, at the work. Like basically, I I can't imagine it anything other than a dream job for you. Absolutely a dream job, and uh, I'm very blessed that uh, I'm able to do it because this is what I love doing. And it's, uh, I, you know, I I can't tell you the last time I actually had to work at my job. That's, I enjoy doing it, so that's it's, amazing. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say congratulations. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so on this podcast, uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. Our uh, our stat guy is a Cowboys fan, and my B Mike is uh, is a Jags fan. I don't see Jacksonville losing again we try to focus yeah. on the whole league but it's it's through the eyes of of those fan bases i guess um so i'm gonna kick it to to mike the jag here because i know he's got a, a question burning on the tip of his tongue here i'm i'm very curious dane um who do you think the jaguars like at seven i personally like Jawan taylor especially with the nick Foles signing do you see it any different or or, or similarly yeah i mean i think that makes sense um you know, I think with uh, you mentioned Nick Foles signing, that changes things. Uh, you know, would they possibly be in the in the market for one of these quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins? Uh, you know, we know Tom Coughlin has done plenty of work on these quarterbacks, so uh, you know that was definitely part of uh, you know the process. But with the, the signing of Foles, especially with that that guaranteed money, uh, you know, you can cross quarterback off the list at least in the first few rounds, first few rounds. Uh, they're not looking for a starter in the next few years. Uh, so, you know, now it goes to, okay, we, we got our quarterback. Let's help him out. Is, are we going to go get offensive line help? 
uh, can we, what else can we do to help him? Uh, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa, could he make sense? I mean, that reliable chain mover, um, I, you know, not the most sexy uh, uh, picks, uh, but talk about a guy where you know what you're getting uh, from a blocking standpoint, uh, a guy from uh, that's going to help you move the chains. Uh, it's going to help you out on first down and third down. Um, and But I think when you look at it, they have uh, Adidas tackle, and Jawan Taylor makes perfect sense. He's he's a human shield. Uh, the contact balance, uh, I think he can be uh, – his ceiling as a run blocker is through the roof. Uh, I think that's where he does best. I think he has a chance to be an above-average uh, pass protector. He's not there yet. He's more of an average pass protector. But, uh, you know, as you uh, kind of project him out uh, the next couple of years, you think he can get there to be an above-average guy? So I think Jawan Taylor uh, would make perfect sense, uh, regardless of uh, you know who, what other offensive linemen are available. You know, Jonah Williams, Cody Ford, um, yeah, Jawan Taylor, uh, Andre Dillard could be in that mix. Uh, but you know, I it wouldn't take much to convince me that Jawan Taylor should be the right pick. I'd have to agree, and and just because he seems to have the perfect blend of being able to pass protect and just be an absolute big body mauler. Coming into the SEC as well, you like the crop of talent he went up against. You like what he has to offer. Um, in the second and third round, we do have two uh, number three picks, one from the Rams for Dante Fowler. Um, with the second overall pick, or pardon me, in the, in the second round, I, I I like them looking at tight end, and you alluded to to uh, the same position. I'm, I'm a little bit curious what your thoughts are on Leonard Fournette, his level of inconsistency. And if you think that tailback should be somewhere on day two for Jacksonville? Yeah, the Leonard Fournette discussion is tough because I think there's more to it than just on what we see on the field and, you know, just, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, they drafted him top five. So, you know, he should be a prominent piece of that offense. And if he, is that how the, you know, the head coach and the offensive play caller see it? Or are they going to make sure he's, uh, you know, a big part of what they're doing and their identity? Um, you know, because uh, one of the best ways you can help out Nick Foles is to have a strong run game. And so, I, you know, I know Leonard Ford has been talked about as possibly a guy that, uh, you know, would be traded. But if he's still on the roster, you draft him with a top five pick. It's, I'd be surprised if they went running back that early in the second round, especially when I think in, in this draft, at least, uh, maybe the sweet spot for a running back in that third round. Um, so I think in the second round, uh, you know, you're looking at maybe a tight end, Irv Smith from Alabama uh, would make a lot of sense at that point if he's still there. Uh, didn't test as well as maybe I thought, but when you watch him on film, you see a fluid pass catcher, you see a guy who's a consistent yak threat, um, and he can help you on special teams too. So, I mean, I think Irv Smith would be an ideal second-round pick. This is such a cool experience for us, Dane. Thank you so much. I also have a question, my last one about Jacksonville. Um, on the third day, do you see them looking at receiver to add to depth after Marquise Lee getting hurt? Or do you see them shoring up a defense which is slowly becoming younger, especially after releasing to Sean Gibson and now he's a Houston Texan? Yeah, making a few changes. Um, eager to see how uh, Tate and Bryan, you know, with uh, with Malik gone, you know, how you know, Tate and Bryan last year's first round pick. How does he? Uh, you know, are they going to keep? You know, he kind of moved around last year. Is he going to have a more defined role this year? Eager to see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, I think they could. You know, you look at that secondary. Uh, are they going to? I mean, we're getting to the point where we need to start talking about Jalen Ramsey's extension. What that's going to look like? Um, you know, that's something they're going to be able to get done. Uh, but they can get. 
add, add more depth in the secondary, no, no doubt. Uh, and I think this is a, a decent draft to do that. Uh, corner and safety, not particularly strong at the top, you know, top 20 picks. But once we get to day three, or even on day two, there's some good depth. But day three, I think you can find some guys that are more than just, uh, you know, contributors and guys that can uh, step in and make a uh, make an impact. So uh, I think, yeah, DB, uh, you know, I, more depth on, uh, up front would make sense. And then if they don't, even if they do go, say, Juwan Taylor at offensive lineman at the first, getting more depth on the offensive line would also make sense. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you very, very much for that opinion. I, I greatly appreciate it and couldn't agree more. Um so I heard you say earlier uh, in the week, or maybe it was last week, uh, the best way to categorize um, what you see at the Combine is uh, risers, fallers, and then the guys that you need to go reevaluate the tape. Um, so I think a concise opinion across the board is that Ja'Kai Polite was one of the guys that fell. Mm-hmm. Now... That's a top 10 yeah, talent, 15, maybe top 15 if it's not for the, um, I guess, the attitude uh, problems. Right. So, with that said, how far do you see him falling? And if it's out of the first, does it make sense to you that he's just perfectly primed to fall in Cincinnati's early second round pick? Yeah, it, I don't think that he'd get past Cincinnati. I think you're right there. That's. Uh, you know, early on, he looked like a Joe. Uh, Cincinnati looked like the Joe Nixon special, and that's how it worked out. Yeah, kind of uh, why I asked you. Know, right, I, I think he'll, I don't think he'll be at the board at that point. Um, okay, a, a big part of it's going to be the pro day, uh, Florida's pro day. Uh, does he look a lot better? Um, you know, working out. You know, he's probably going to go to breakfast, go to dinner with some teams uh, as they try to figure him out. Um, I haven't talked to all 32 teams, obviously, but the right. few teams that I have talked to, they it was a similar uh, similar sentiment that, and and you have to be careful, with, you know, what to believe this time of year. But you know, I, I rely on the people that you know I trust around the league, and they all told me very similar things. The temperamental, uh, his interview was a train wreck. He's immature. Uh, you just can't trust him. And so, in the first round, I. There's, you know, we could see, you know, maybe the Raiders. Uh, you know, they've had three first-round picks. Maybe you roll the dice on a guy like that. Uh, Seattle has always been a, a place. Uh, you know, John Schneider, who not afraid to take a chance on a guy like that if they're comfortable with the person, and you know, maybe he can rebuild his image between now and the draft. Um, so I think he's going to go somewhere in the top 40 pick. Okay. It's just, a, you know, I have no idea where. You know, right. it's going to take a team that you he's know just had a a decent interview. You know, it doesn't have to be a, it doesn't have to be a great interview. It just has to be decent because his tape says that he is worth, like you said, a top 10, top 15 pick. So right. that, it's really going to be interesting to see his landing spot. Uh, he could sneak into that late first round, but again, and it's, uh, I, I, and I've, I've been saying this character stuff uh, for a couple months now, and I've heard from Florida fans not happy with me. Uh, <laughs> saying he hasn't been arrested. His teammates say good things about him. The right. coaches love him. And, I, I I really couldn't answer because all I had was scouts telling me, yeah, there's character issues, there's there's some stuff going on. And so I didn't really know particulars, and I still don't really. It just it, It's a maturity thing. And so just try polite will definitely be a wild card uh, if we hear his name called Thursday night or into Friday. Right, okay. So I'm definitely staying tuned to that pro day then. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. 
Perfect guy for the Cowboys if Lawrence goes anywhere. Oh, <laughs> I don't think he'll, like he said, he won't be there. But, um, okay, so I want to focus on something that, uh, I mean, for lack of a better way of explaining it, just amazes me how cons- it seems consistently you have a, a certain grade on a player. Uh, like last year with Puna Ford, I believe you had a fifth on him. Uh, the year before, you had a third on Xavier Woods. Um, they get picked later than where you had them graded, but then their play in the league translates more so to where you had them uh, projected. Um, how does that keep happening? <laughs> well, I mean, trust me, I, I've missed quite a few as well. So, But, no, I, I feel good about my batting average, you know, and that, that's how I do it. Uh, we're not going to be right all the time with these players, um, especially from – you know, my perspective, you know, because I'm on the outside looking in. I don't, you know, I get to interview a lot of these guys. Tell us about online it. <laughs> and other, other places, but yeah, you know, it could be, it, a lot of it's trust in the tape and yeah. what you see and trying to pick up on certain things that, you know, is going to translate to the next level. And, it, you know, it's focusing not on a, what a player can't do, but what on a player can do. And if you can do something really well, well then, you know, that attach yourself to that and believe in it and hopefully the team that drafts him understands that strength and puts him in a position to succeed. Um, and so we yeah, we we've seen that throughout the league. You know, it's uh, these later round picks, they're lottery lottery picks and, you know, the chance to uh, fill out your roster, but you know, sometimes good players do fall and you know, you just have to figure out, okay, why is he falling? Is there something maybe we don't know? And then just trust what you uh, you know, the all the work you did the previous 11 months. You know, right. trust it and uh, just go with it. Yeah. Um, I feel like Xavier Woods, I almost, I have like a, like a pet cat feeling with him because I was one of those those guys that listened to every minute of the, the draft show coverage that weekend and I heard the, uh, I guess the evolution of uh, yourself and Broadus and Hellman and uh, I believe Kavanaugh and Kevin Turner were yeah. all you know, uh, kind of coaching them up and talking them up, and then who, I can't remember who it was that came in the room, but, you know, there was words exchanged and, and a, a little uh, sly, oh, we've got him on the board, we're looking at him, and then all of a sudden he's picked, you know? I love that. That, yeah. that was Class A radio. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. That, that was a lot of fun. That no was, doubt. Uh, we, uh, we were talked about it happening, and we even, yeah, the TV coach came in, and we were talking with him before the pick was made. That's who it was. We mentioned it to him. Yeah, like, hey, why don't you, uh, uh, you know, maybe trade back into this fifth round? Yeah. Go get Xavier Woods. He said, yeah, maybe. And then uh, that's what it was. Yeah, maybe. And then he left. He he (laughs) ran to Jerry and put a put a voice in the ear. (laughs) Hey, Dane said this. (laughs) If if only they would have listened to us in the first round and taken uh, T.J. Watt instead of Taco. Let's let's not derail uh, a great conversation with that. Exactly. We won't go down that road. Even last year with Puna, I was I was praying for Puna Ford in the sixth. Uh, because of how high you were on him. Um, I want to... Are we running tight on time here? Um, I've got about three more minutes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be as quick as I can. I want to shift a little bit of the focus to free agency and ask your opinion. Um, What other team in a contract that they've given has the Cowboys in a bigger pickle with their own contract negotiating? Uh, The recent contract the Raiders gave AB and what it does for the Cooper money. The Rams and Gurley and how it affects Zeke. Bears and Mack and what it does to D-Law. 49ers and Jimmy G and how that affects Dak. 
And then one more that I just added is the Redskins and Landon Collins money and how that could potentially affect them getting Earl. That's a great question. And that's, uh, you know, I think all five are going to affect. And, you know, it's it's tough. And that's that's why the you know, the Cowboys, they're not going I, – I, I don't think they're going to sign Earl Thomas just because they're looking at all the money they have to spend the next few years to lock up those guys because – they're not going to let Zeke get away. They're yeah. not going to let Dak get away. They're going to re-sign Amari Cooper. They're going to re-sign Demarcus Lawrence. They're not going to get rid of him. I mean, <laughs> all these guys, they're going to re-sign them, and it's just going to take a lot of money. It's going to eat up the cap, and they're going to have five players account for 60% of, uh, of their cap room. So, you yeah. know, it is what it is. We're and, not letting Broadus trade know, away D-Law. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about it. It was a good least, call. It was a good food for thought. Yeah, you know, and you got to keep options open, but you don't let guys like Demarcus Lawrence out of your building. And so, yes. you know, I, I, I think for the immediate, I mean, all five qualify, but I think for the immediate, I'm gonna talk about the pass rushers because with Demarcus Lawrence, he has said that, or you know, through his representatives that he's not going to play this year on a franchise tag. So they have to get something done. I agree. And they uh, they missed their shot at this time last year uh, when they could have re-signed him yep. uh, to a not, a, not a cheap deal by any means, but cheaper compared to what they're going to have to sign him to this year. So they're kind of, uh, you know, they're biscuits are on a vice. Yeah. Uh, take a Jerry Jones saying, and, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to do it. Just hope it works out for the best. I agree. A uh, couple quick questions you can answer either or, but I'm going to give you an out and you can answer either both or neither as well because i got a couple little joke questions in here. Uh, so, number one, draft season or actual football season? Draft season. Yeah, I thought so. Draft process or draft weekend? Uh, I'm a process guy. Okay. Uh, Whataburger or in and out Hellman or Broadus, better LSU co-host? Uh, both. Oh, good answer. Uh, on the green egg, beef ribs or beef brisket? Oh, goodness. That's, uh, you got to go both because, I, I mean, you can't go wrong with either of those. <laughs> uh, you can only put one in the Hall of Fame, Romo or Eli? Oh, come on, Romo. That a boy. Yeah. In your opinion, team closer to winning a Super Bowl, Jacksonville or Dallas? Based on last year's game, yesterday Dallas. DK Metcalf, career projection, closer to Dez 2.0 or Treadwell? That's a good one. Because um, I, don't, I, don't I don't think he's Dez and I don't think he's Treadwell. Uh, he's going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, I will give a slight, uh, I'll say closer to Dez than Treadwell, but not full Dez. Okay. And the last one, you're in the job that I believe you're going to be in someday soon, and you're an NFL GM. You only have two options to start your franchise with at starting QB. It starts tomorrow. Dak or Trubisky? Uh, Dak has shown more up to this point, but I would go with Trubisky. I'm a oh, dang. What you, do. you just ruined dang. a great I, conversation. Dang, you don't know what you just did. <laughs> Did for me, bud. Oh, Six months of arguing. I knew I should have left it at nine oh, questions. Bears, our bodies are going to be. <laughs> what a great experience. Uh, if, you, if you traded those two, if you put Dak on the Bears and you put Trubisky on the Cowboys, 
I think the Cowboys would be a better team. Really? That's the way I look at it. Okay, well maybe we can we can wish big and we can uh, have a part two of this combo and we'll uh, we'll unwrap that a little further hopefully in the future. Dane, we can't thank you enough. I hope that we've shown our appreciation just through this phone call. No, I, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, you know, the, the support is something that I can't thank you enough. It allows me to do this job, and so I appreciate it. Beautiful. Anything you want to plug before we let you go? Uh, just subscribe to The Athletic and uh, follow me on Twitter at DP Brugler. Uh, I got some some draft guide news coming here soon, and uh, just, uh, it's going to be a fun last month and a half for the draft. Absolutely. I we, we will definitely be tuned in, and thank you again, sir. Can't thank you enough. Take care, Dave. You too, guys. Thanks. All the best. Get out of my sight, you fuck. Fuck this. I mean, I've known John a long time. Dismissed. Dismissed.